And now, part two of the Discipline of Suffering on Daily Rhythms. You were saying it doesn't take your whole card of life uh, being turned upside down for you to reach out to God, I believe. That's correct. We normally make God, we normally make God uh, our last resort rather than making him our first go-to when it comes to asking for wisdom, when it comes to asking for guidance, when it comes to just direction in our everyday life. See, mm. I think it stems from a deeper problem, Victor, and that is we keep God on the back burner because we feel like we, we can maintain control. And then when we are out of control or things are, are not at our fingertips or don't go the way that we want them to go, then we take him off the shelf, open the jar, and then we say, okay, fix it. And mm. I, I got to tell you, man, I, I think that's terribly unfair. You and I are both fathers. And so if, if your children only came and talked to you when they needed something, that mm. would, I don't know about you, but that would put me on the defensive. Uh, pretty much, yeah. And that's not the God that we serve. That, that's just not the God yeah. that we yeah. serve. We, God is loving and, uh, and God takes care of us. And, and really, I don't think the disconnect is on God's end. I, I really think it's on our end. And, and you have to have a proper theology of God in order for that to happen, right? I think so. I think yeah. so. You know, our, our view of God a lot of times is, um, I think, a result of painful episodes in our lives. But, but God is so much more than that. God is so much more loving for us than that. Um, mm -hmm. And we don't need to paint God in our little box, quite the opposite. We need to obey him and obey his word because he loves us. Why do you think, um, especially in the church, we, we tend to shy away from suffering? Why do you think that is? Well, you know, um, truthfully, we don't, we don't like to be uncomfortable. In our mm -hmm. little Western civilization, we like to have everything, you know, um, it, it neatly wrapped up in a box. And I find that that's especially a relevant question when, I, when life happens. You, you know the times I'm talking about? You know, yeah. when, when, when life happens, when things kind of throw us for a loop. I remember in my life several years ago, something happened and, and it brought me face to face with my Christianity. And, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't as strong in God as I thought I was. And that mm -hmm. scared me to death. Yeah. It did. Yeah. But my takeaway from that, Victor, my takeaway was, OK, God, I'm not going to let that happen again. I repent. I'm sorry. But I'm going to draw closer to you in my everyday life so mm -hmm. that when life happens, I won't run away from you, but I'll draw closer. I'll draw yeah. closer to you. You remember, James? You know, and James chapter four, especially talks about drawing closer to God, especially when bad times happen. But our yeah. human nature, unfortunately, is just the opposite. And we want to try to go off and lick our wounds and handle it ourselves. And really, that's the time that we should do what James said, draw closer instead of going yeah. further. And it's, it's reciprocal because James says, if you draw close to God, he will draw close to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we we tend to want to do that um, based on our own selfish desires 
But really, I think suffering, to go back to your earlier question, I think suffering can be viewed as a barometer for what already is in you. And see, mm. we, we, we get scared of that because we don't a lot of times want other people to know what's in us. We want to have this nice, neat, wrapped package. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm, not that, I'm not that good. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. hurt. I'm human. We, 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 we all are. Yes, that's true. That's true. And we, we had at our small group at church, we had uh, one Sunday that I, I, I call Messy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like everybody came with their junk and how mm-hmm. they were how they were suffering and how they were seeking to to draw close to God in that. And I think that we need more of that in the church. We don't need to put on this facade. We do. Facade, we, do. You know? we we need more of that. We need more. If we say that our church or our congregation is our congregational family, then we yeah. need to mean that. We we need to mean that. Because family sees the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they yeah. love me or should love me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or should love me I'm just, just because. Test, right? yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah. That, I, yeah. Absolutely. But that's what we should be all about. So I think a good um, perspective when it comes to suffering or hard times is to stop and say, okay, Lord, um, first of all, why am I here? What what what's going on? Is this something I'm dealing with? Is this is this something that you're allowing? Is it God allowed or is it self-induced? And then when you get the answer, that's right. When you get the answer to that, then you say, "Okay, God, you're allowing me this. I've got to get past this. What lessons do you want me to learn? What 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 lessons should I learn to be a better person for you? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I think remember, we do that. I don't think we do that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've never shared this on, on this podcast, but I think the Lord is leading me to share it now. Um, but when we lost our first daughter, um, you taught me some powerful lessons about drawing near to God. I will never forget that. I mean, you, there aren't too many people that can say they were there. You were there. I was there, Victor, um, and that yeah. was one of the saddest Talk about feeling helpless. You know, um, yeah. All I could do was just Christian brother, number one. And number two, make sure that you didn't blame God for what was going on. Do you remember Job? And, 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 and do you remember at the end of, of chapter one when, when Job, after he'd gone through all his struggling, and, and Job said, naked came I. From my mother's womb. And and he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes takes away. And at the end of it, you remember it? Blessed be the name of the Lord. One of the things we need to make sure that we do is people don't ascribe the wrong perspective to to Christian suffering. That for you and your wife was a very hard time. But Mm -hmm. y'all came through it, Victor, like some champs. It doesn't mean that it didn't hurt. It didn't eradicate the pain, but what your faith does is it helps you to live through this new normal as a result of the pain. And that's what we do. We have to embrace that. We have to really walk through that and say, okay, Lord, here we go. And that will not only strengthen our faith, but coming through it, see, you'll be able to, you and your wife will reach people 
who have walked through that same circumstance that I couldn't necessarily reach. You can yeah. tell them from a firsthand experience where all I can do is that's right. All I can do, all I can do is offer friendship and pray and just yeah. hold their hand. But but you can actually walk with them because you've been there. You and your wife have been there. And that's the idea of struggle. That's the idea of this koinonia fellowship, um, mm -hmm. this suffering together, this laboring together. See, again, in the United States, in our Western civilization, we really don't understand it because we have, in my opinion, this country club attitude uh, when it comes to church. Oh, yeah, we've, we'll go to church and then we'll go throw the Frisbee and then we'll go play golf. No, yeah. it's more than just that. It's more than just this. It is a common sharing. I got to get involved in your life. You got to know the good, bad, and ugly about mine. And guess what? We need to love each other as yeah. a result Amen. because Amen. of that and in spite of that. If you look at Hebrews 12, one of the things I like about Hebrews 12 is it's really a typology. And we'll t we can talk about that more um, later on. But the verse that you're really nailing down um, in, in chapter 12, start, it, it really starts at verse one, but I won't do that for the sake of uh, for the sake of time. But verse three says, for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have uh, forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. Do I need to keep going? Yes. Yeah. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when uh, you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons, for what son is there to whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Uh, uh. Do I need to keep so going? Um, you know, yeah. You know, a lot of times, Victor, and we, we, we think about this, and we understand this perfectly on the human side. Um, and I didn't fully understand this statement that my father used to make when I was a child until I became a parent. You know, I'd get ready to, uh, to receive some discipline from, from my father. And he got the nerve to tell me it's going to hurt him more than it's going to hurt me. Now, how is oh, that going to be that. possible? I love that. How, how is that I want to say you want to bet? <laughs> Here he, now, I got to qualify this. For your listeners, this was okay. back when parents could discipline their children. Yes. Okay. Take a back. Um, I, I have to take a back. So he has a belt in his hand, getting ready to make a connection <laughs> with a part of my anatomy just right for discipline. <laughs> and he got the nerve to tell me, Junior, this is going to hurt me more than it hurt you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> but, oh, you know, yeah. but you know, Victor, well. but you know, yes. Victor, seriously. That I think that is a proper handle to unpack this text because God loves us so much. And the reason my father was disciplining me 
is because I was defying him and doing wrong. And he wanted to take that same behavior and really curb that so I would be a more productive member of society. Uh Okay. uh Now, God, our father uses what we go through to discipline us. Now, I need to say this for your listeners. I want to be clear. God does not cause suffering. That's not the God I serve. Okay. But now as we go through things that we need to learn, God allows us then to learn some lessons. And I go back to my earlier comment about the car. I am a dogged routinist now. When that, when that odometer gets to 5,001 miles, I change mm-hmm. my oil. I change my oil. Why? Because I've, learned, because I've learned my lesson. In the spiritual realm, yeah. God allows us to be disciplined by the things that we suffer. He chastens us, if you will, for the purpose. And I can almost imagine my father got that from God. I can imagine God saying, Freddie, I'm going to let you ruin a, a third engine because I love you. <laughs> enough to do it, maybe it won't cost you a fourth one. So Mm. it hurts God a lot more than it hurts us because we're his children. But Mm. a lot of times we have to get the perspective right. And I got to tell you, there's some things I learned as a result of discipline from my father that I I don't make that same mistake. And even more so, and Victor, you know my three children, there's certain things about respect for adults and respect for other people and respect for older people that I passed down to all three of my children, mm-hmm, all, all three mm-hmm. of them. You see, and, and, I, remember, and I was just thinking about that because, and this is something they obviously picked up from you because uh, they they were they were always curious about my blindness, but they never mm-hmm. they were never demeaning, right? You know, right? They 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 showed respect. They showed me, you know, they showed me respect and dignity, and I was like, they got that from their dad and their mom. I'm one sure. of the one of my children, if I remember right, asked you about how do you know the hot water from the cold water yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in the shower? And I, yeah. I, you know, I didn't even think of that. I didn't. I said, Dad, <laughs> how does he know? I said, the next time you see him, ask him. You, you get burned. You get burned. <laughs> and I think your you answer. Need to turn this sucker to the right, man. I think your answer. I think your answer was. Left is always the hot <laughs> water. Right is always the cold. I think that was your answer. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but my it's, children. It's tougher in my shower today because <laughs> right is actually the hot. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody put it in backwards. You need to call them. You need to call them. But we really, Victor, we really honestly need to get a better perspective when it comes to suffering. It's not bad. You yeah. know, and really, if we approach this, like the text in Hebrews says, at least our suffering isn't to the point of bloodshed. We didn't have to die on a cross. Uh We uh didn't. So that's Uh the good news in all of this. But Christ went as our example so that we didn't have to go as far as he did. And it will will help encourage us when it comes to our faith in God. And this is a good good, uh, transition point because I'm looking at Hebrews 5, 8, mm-hmm. and it says, although he was a son, though he, was a son, he learned yes. what he, obedience. he learned yes. obedience through yes, the things sir. that he suffered. That's it. That's it. So yeah. we, we may not have liked our physical fathers. In fact, I couldn't wait to leave Georgia and come to Abilene 
and, yeah. and get away from my father. But I learned the older I got, the smarter he got. Yeah. Ain't you that see? true. Yeah. Now, the, the older I got, the smarter he got. And, and, you know, we learn obedience through the things that we suffer. My son, when he was a new driver um, back before college, between high school and college, the boy would just get ticket after ticket after ticket. Well, you know, I decided, I said, now I'll pay the first one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I want you to learn a lesson, but I'm telling you now, every ticket you get after this is on you. And Oh, by the way, if you get too many tickets, they take your license. Well, my grandmother had an expression. My grandmother said, some folk don't believe that fat meat is greasy. <laughs> this is, this, folks, this is Daily Rhythms Unplugged. <laughs> I'm sorry. Victor, you're not going to have me on your show ever again. I'm just, but some folk don't believe that fat meat is greasy. So he got a second ticket. Oh, ain't no problem, Pop. I'll go ahead and pay it. He got a third ticket. Well, he didn't have any money. And then that's when they started deducting points or keeping score. I can't remember when it comes to your driving. So his insurance went up to a higher premium. Guess who got some sense after that and started and stopped getting, stopped getting tickets. How did that happen? He learned obedience he learned the through the things he that he suffered. That's right. And I loved there him enough. Go. I paid the first one. Now, some of your listeners may say, well, I would have never paid the first. Look, <laughs> I love my, <laughs> I love my son. Okay. And I was trying to help him. I was trying to help him. But at the same time, he learned obedience through the things mm. that he suffered. Oh, man. And we need oh. to do that. We, we need to do that. Yeah. As we draw this thing to a close, man, I want you to speak to the person who is suffering right now. Maybe they're going through a bad divorce. Maybe they're mm. going through cancer, mm. uh, COVID, mm. whatever, mm. A, a rebellious child. Mm, Speak to that mm, person. Mm. What what can they learn? What lessons can they learn from that that God is trying to teach them? You know, I do a lot of I listen. Um, I listen to a lot of Kirk Franklin um, and the words more so than the beat uh, of the music. But there's one song that he has and it starts off and it says to the nobodies, to the abandoned. To those who didn't believe that in the pain, God had a plan. I would say to those of you who are hurting right now, don't give up. Don't, don't let go. And in this pain, there is a plan. And, and I promise you, the same way and as deeply as you feel that hurt right now and you're crying yourself to sleep, there will be joy that comes after this. The Bible says weeping may endure for a night, yeah. but joy comes in the morning. Hang um, in there. 30 verse five. And yeah. verse five, hang in there. Because if you give up midway, you're going to have to suffer that much more next time to learn the same lesson. Mm -hmm. So hang in. Mm -hmm. Praying mm -hmm. to God. Don't run away from your spiritual connection with God. In fact, I would challenge you and I would encourage you, draw closer to God, especially now. Because once this pain is over, you'll be able to look back and lift your hands up and you'll be able to sing praises and say it was only God 
that brought me through mm-hmm. what I mm-hmm. needed to go through. And stay in community. Stay, stay in community. that's right. Stay in community. Stay in touch with God. Stay in prayer with God. I would even, Victor, go as far as to say, connect with a spiritual partner, a prayer yeah. partner, a prayer warrior, yeah. if you yeah. will. Now, you got to be careful and choose the right one because, <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody who said they're on your side ain't on your side. That's right. Okay, That's so right. you got to be careful yeah. who you tell your business to, but God will reveal that to you. God will show that that person to you and, and, and join with that person in prayer so that they can lift you up, you can lift them up, and y'all go through this. And ultimately, when you get out of this, don't forget God, but look back and thank him. Because as the old folk used to say, he's brought you a mighty long way. Mm-hmm. And on that note, um, could you pray for the person that's suffering right now? Uh, Absolutely. The concerns up to God. Absolutely. And I would also ask that as you know, I continue to work and preach and help people through, that seems to be my mantra right now to really people hurting because that's abandoned. I'm saying, no, that's what we need to draw closer to God. So I would ask your listeners to please keep me and my family and my ministry in prayer um, as we all continue to grow to, and, and to do what God has commissioned us to do. Let's Amen. pray. Father, we give thanks to you, Lord, for the God that you are. We give thanks to you for all power and all glory and all magic. Father, we pray for those who are in the listening audience right now whose heart may be saddened um, with the cares and the burdens of this world. Maybe it's dark where they are right now and they just can't muster up the strength, Lord, to see the glorious light of your gospel and, and the radiance of your love. We pray for them right now, Father, that their faith doesn't fail them. Help mm. them to get through this, this episode and to realize it's just temporary and to realize that the past doesn't necessarily equal the future. Help mm. them to hold on, Father. Help them to learn whatever lesson that they need to learn through this suffering to realize it's not their fault, but you are making this possible so that they can grow in their faith and look back and help somebody else who needs whatever faith that they will engender from this. Mm-hmm. Bless Victor mm-hmm. and his ministry and his podcast and, and, and his, his love for reaching people. Help him, Lord, to always keep you first in everything that he does. We thank you. We pray a special prayer for the listening audience that their faith fail them not. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And in the words of um, my favorite Christian group, acapella, hold on, tomorrow's coming. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Well, Freddie, thank you so much for joining us today. Man, it's been thank a pleasure you, catching up. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> it has <laughs> been a pleasure. Tell your yeah. wife I said hello. Uh, give my best to the children. Uh, enjoy these times, even though they're still in your house, Victor. I'm telling you, because when they leave your house, you're going to miss them. You, you're going to mm-hmm. miss them. I know you mm-hmm. don't believe that right now, but you are. You're going to miss them. Blessings yeah. and peace, my brother. 
Blessings. Thank you for for joining us. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day. Thank you, God sir. Bye-bye. You all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.